bandwidth for the Weird Things podcast provided by Wired Tree. For sites of any size and world-class customer service, head on over to wiredtree.com. Hello and welcome to the Weird Things Podcast. I'm Andrew Mean, joined by Mr. Brian Brushwood. Hello, beautiful people. Didn't no filter here. This is an actual 46-year-old man. Gotcha. Reads on a 47-year-old level, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Justin Robert Young. Well, hello, friends. And Mr. Bryce Castillo. Hi, everybody. Am I am I real or or not? <laughs> Wow. You, can you can you even tell? That, that, that was no, straight. That was oh straight no, to eleven. <laughs> Just existential crisis immediately. <laughs> Am I real? <laughs> Hi, everybody. So we had a kind of a cool thing over the weekend. SpaceX, which has decided the best way to keep your launch business busy is to be your own customer, and they've done that with Starlink, where they're actually sending those satellites up to provide internet service, which is actually available to people right now in certain areas. And they keep putting up more and more satellites to increase the coverage area. And then they did like two launches within like a week of each other or really close to each other, which is insane. Yeah, and now did, did I read, did I read correctly? Like one of the engines, it was its ninth journey is up and down. No, that's the story. Yes. Holy cow. This is a booster that, it just did its ninth trip to space, wow. the edge of space, the ninth booster. So ninth I mean, time to use, rather. And 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 um, man, uh, smart all around because um, if you're if you're looking to outward facing customers, every time something gets used when it comes to space travel, you get a little bit more suspicious of it. But if you have all the internal numbers that say, Hey man, more re reliable than ever. Um, then yeah, just keep sending up your own stuff, uh, and build the second internet. Well, and, and this is, and this is also where the, where, where the rubber meets the road in terms of, uh, the, the point of this, which is that reusability brings down costs. Like that, that is a thing that they can test in concept by bringing something back and then sending it back up. But this is where they generate the savings, right? By, by sending this thing up as many times as they can. I mean, for, for me, the big question is what's there? Do they have a limit on it? Like, like what is, what is the goal? Uh, uh, 15, well, 25, a hundred. There, there, there's some number, some amount of double dipping they, they get to do because like on the one hand, there's inherent value. Like we are now in unprecedented territory where an engine has launched to space nine times in a row. So at this point, the data itself is extraordinarily valuable and it almost would be worth it to just keep on trying to see what happens. Um, on top of that, just every time you go up, throw a bunch of little mini sats <laughs> left and right, you know, and, and, and on top of that, take, oh, I don't know, maybe the first biological necessity that was created during my lifetime. It used to be food, water, shelter, uh, uh, love. <laughs> that was it. And then now it's food, water, shelter, love, and internet. <laughs> and it's, and, and just corner the market on that. I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's, uh, everything I'm seeing seems like a very, very smart play. 
And the advantage they have in particularly pushing this with the Starlink is that them being the customer, them knowing the cost of that versus, you know, losing a $600 million satellite by, oops, can't use it 11 times, should only stick to 10. Uh, but, you know, they've NASA has approved them for reflight for using passengers because they, they feel confident enough about it. And, you know, and yeah, there's the figuring out, taking them apart to figure out what you sort of measure, the brittleness of whatever materials, et cetera. But yeah, it's it's amazing. And this was a thing that uh, the rate at which they refly these two, I mean, we don't quite know the economics of how much they refurbish them, but, you know, for them to be going this many times, it's got to be practical. Yeah. I, I well, or I mean, yeah, it, it, it's are, are is, poss possibly astonishingly practical. Like, like that's going to be the surprise is just how much they're saving. Because really, if something returns back to Earth, appearing to be in in fully reusable shape, it's just tests. Test, 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 test. Maybe, maybe, you know, I don't know, a few hundred thousand dollars of, hey, let's be sure, let's be sure, let's be sure, let's be sure. And then pretty much you got a free rocket to, 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 to go again. Yeah, do they have a sense of, of how kind of unlimitedly they can reuse these rockets or these first stages? I mean, I'm obviously they're testing it now. They're kind of breaking through you know these these barriers so far but do they have a sense of like oh we're gonna use these like only about 20 times and then we're just gonna make a new one just to be sure or are these gonna be like elon, planes e elon musk had said something about like 10 times would be the goal a stretch goal being like 100 okay <laughs> okay cool i mean yeah a one i mean even a one in 10 save uh, uh what a, a 10 time Ooh. savings would be good but a, a, i'm sure 100 is even better this this might be a fun thought experiment and we can either root it in actual data or just make up the numbers but like when i get on a southwest airlines flight on a 737 um it never occurs to me to wonder how many times this craft has flown before how many quote unquote success successful missions it has accomplished um I, uh, do you guys want to guess what what that number is, or or do you want to to express what number would make you comfortable or uncomfortable? Uh, mm -mm. Because because well, I mean, like 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 whether like I I don't really have a sense of anywhere between a thousand and ten thousand. I seem fine with. For some reason, ten thousand feels like past that. I'm like. Well, I don't know about this old bird, <laughs> but meanwhile, because it's a long, it's a long distance, right? It's I, I'm assuming it would be a longer distance that these, say, these engines are taking than say a cross country flight. Yeah, and a lot more stress during the trip. Yeah, yeah, because in in airplanes, the engines you mentioned you measure port sort of by hours, and the airframe you measure by like trips because of the mm. different sort of stresses. So, like, there's engine hours, like. It's something like every two thousand hours or whatever is when they do like they do like an engine recheck or rebuild or whatever. Um, well, and then, you you know what's funny is I have no hesitation when it comes to boating technology. Like if you said we're going to take an overnight three day journey on a wind powered craft that was built in seventeen eighty seven, uh, I'd be all like. That sounds awesome. Wouldn't even worry about it. I would. I wouldn't even know why I should be worried. I mean, like in in, yeah. in the Oakland Harbor, uh, they've got FDR's private 
like yacht that just goes out for, you know, uh, historical tours and you can rent it out for your, for your big soiree. So it's like, like that, that stuff that, you know, just exists for commercial gain. Uh, and that's out there on the water. So I don't know. I guess the only thing that I would wonder if I'm looking at it skeptically is like, you know, Andrew mentioned before, we don't know exactly how much refurbishment there is. Like, are, are we in a, a, a ship of thesis territory where it's like, oh, the same rocket's gone up nine times, but it's like it might have cost a lot of money to get it ready each time that that would mitigate what we assume to be gigantic savings. Mm. Well, you can see as far as the external parts, I can see the charring on that and whatnot. And that's a big cost of it is the airframe. And then you you have the engines themselves, which um, you know, they have a factory to produce these. I don't I think they use the same engines because those things get relighted, whatnot, over and over again. And so that's sort of like where the stability comes from. And there are certain parts that they look for the brittleness. I would imagine that I think most of it can be built for reusability. And also like another thing that's kind of cool was a week ago when they were going to do the Starship test, they're like, oh, we have a problem with what our Raptors. And we're this, we joked about this on the show, like we're this NASA or conventional aerospace, like, you know, be like, oh, we'll see you next year for the next test. You know, SpaceX like, oh no, we'll swap that out this afternoon. It, like faster than going to your car mechanic. You know, mm, to get yeah. an engine replaced in, in your car takes longer than for them to replace a rocket engine in a, you know, a Starship. Mm. Yeah. I bet... I think in terms of number of trips, I I think the number of trips acceptable for an engine will go up as we get closer to consumer grade, right? Once this becomes even a little more time trust time time tested, there's there's a little more a sense of like, okay, these are the things that we need to maintain these things on after ten, a hundred, a thousand flights, what have you. Um what yeah, in building Starship, Bryce, you know, part of the goal there was they took everything they, you know, Falcon 9 reusability came midway through Falcon 9 already being a thing. And the Falcon 9 today is a very different rocket than before, but still from the design process forward, reusability was sort of a, oh, I guess we could do this now. And then with Starship, it was let's design this to be reusable right from the beginning, which is why that's like easy with, or excuse me, Starship, like it's easy to swap certain things out. They know, okay, we got to pull pull this engine out. We got to do this. And so that's where with Starship, you're going to be looking at something. Elon's talked about how one, one Starship could do the total launch capacity of like the entire, you know, planet in like a day. And people are like, no, but you still can't fit that much into the Starship. And Elon's talking about the idea like, yeah, but it'll do three launches in a day because uh, it'll just be yeah. that reusable. Wait, uh, the cap- uh, sorry, how much capacity? Uh, uh, the, the huge. Uh, <laughs> basically, pick a pick a big number, and uh-huh. then and then and then have the world scratch their head and say, uh, "But but but, how would you get all that up in one rocket?" And he's like, "No, dummy, you would just take three trips." And it's like, "Oh, like like you've got a U-Haul van, and you can move uh-huh. the same amount of 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 uh, tonnage as an eighteen wheeler uh, in one day." And it's like at at a, at a at a fraction of the cost. You're like, well, that's not possible. How do you pack all of that into a U-Haul? It's like, well, you go back and forth three times. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's literally how I moved into my house. <laughs> uh, 
but you cheated. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, a hundred tons, a hundred tons to space. Okay, that's pretty good. Oh, now you're gonna buy? You're like, oh, no, 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 no. Hey, no shaming, nah. no shaming, no shaming, no shaming. All skeptical, Bryce. No shaming. Of course, I, and I know how much a hundred tons is, and I can picture that easily, Look, and I can rotate it in my mind. Take it from yep. old space elevator Bry Bry <laughs> that 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 the grudges should not be held on this program. No grudges. <laughs> no grudges. I'm googling how many humans is one hundred tons. Uh, in America, 100. Oh, <laughs> hey, maybe. Oh, oh, God. Hashtag got him. Maybe mix in a salad, America. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, 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 the funny thing, the sad thing is, is you look at, they're like, how close a couple other countries are that like a 1% margin that like, oh, the Americans this. It's like, I can name like three other countries that like, then the error margin pretty much the same yeah but hey we're not gonna let anybody take that title away from us hell right? no uh-uh uh, uh you said it was 100 uh, tons yeah 100 uh, tons 100 yeah. tons so that would be about 11 assume uh, obviously you can't 11, pack people but it would be 1100 fine people. it'd be 1100 or so people that, but that would be liquefying them into a pure, <laughs> into a pure block of people. So gotcha. a couple less. So one. A few less. <laughs> There's so like Justin, a selection like... bias for the type of people who will take that ride. And it's like, uh, on the one hand, it's very cramped. On the other hand, I touched a booby. <laughs> Invertebrates are phase one. They are priority booking. <laughs> 30 RAV4s. Oh, okay. 30 RAV4s. Would that be the, nice. the all-new RAV4 hybrid oh from Toyota? <laughs> Just checking. Uh, well, you want to know what is uh, also guaranteed. That's your enjoyment. When you uh, donate to patreon.com slash weird things. If you uh, go over there right now, you can uh, uh, kick us a couple uh, couple dollars an episode. You can get your custom RSS feed. You can get our After Things podcast before anybody else. It's just a better way to live, friends. Patreon.com slash weird things. Sorry, this, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. This is a bank of some sort? No. It's a website. Uh, they're not a it's bank. It's a website. It's not a bank. It's it, but it, it does involve money. Mm -hmm. Uh you 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 deposit your uh a weekly donation yes. into this podcast, and what you get back is inner peace, joy, and early access Actually, to the After Things podcast. I just realized it's, it's a reverse bank. You deposit money, and you receive our interest in your opinion. Uh, <laughs> like, no, uh, no, this, I'm on to something here. Come on, all right. Yeah, no, I, it's like one of those banks where it's just like the little hand comes up and takes your money, <laughs> except, <laughs> except like you have no way to get it back. It just, it just goes away forever. <laughs> Please give us your money. It will not go into a box where it cannot be recovered. No. It can support it's, it's us. It's that instinct where Bryce is like, guys, seriously, come on. Like, like, yeah. I, does, does, do any of oh, us no, want no, this no, to no, make no, money, no. please? We, we can recover it. Yeah. We recover uh, it. You can't recover right. it. You, the listener. Like this the is most such a... 
It's the most secure form of cryptocurrency where once exactly. you spend it, it self-destructs yes. and nobody can use it. <laughs> the worst description of bartering I've ever heard. It's, a, it's the ultimate. It is simply a transaction. <laughs> it's, it's the ultimate uh, uh, NFT, non-fungible token, mm-hmm. in that we take it and you can exchange it for nothing. You can exchange it for mushrooms. <laughs> yes, there you go. Yeah. Also, the mushrooms are metaphorical. Do we, no we want to do a little mushroom. brief... MF- NFT. NFT. I, I, actually, I, I, I've been out of the loop on most of this, so I would actually love to get caught up on on. I'm actually what is bullish known. on it. Um, really? Yeah, I uh, am. Yeah. Okay. First of all, so crypto is cryptocurrency because it, it is definitely scarce, and uh, I mean, unless you're Dogecoin, if you're a real cryptocurrency, it's the scarcity that gives it real valuable uh, or it, real it, value. It, it functions on, like can a. I, can I do? Can I do real cryptocurrency? I'm doing air quotes, everybody. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. right, sure, sure, sure. But I but, mean, but, cryptocurrencies but, but, function as a as a currency. But meanwhile, non fungible tokens mm-hmm. sound like hand stamps. They're zip files. They're you're you, basically you, a zip. Okay, file. like, like right, just right, keep right, hold on, on, hold on stamping all no, the hands, and everyone can before, have well, a star. No, no, no. no. So, so here's here's the key. Don't even focus on the scarcity. Right. Right. Focus on the fact that each Bitcoin can be deliberately identified and tracked. Like, That's what the blockchain is. Right. Like just literally like, like only focus only on the one, idea that and we know it started here and then went yes. to and then went to and then went and then to. went to right, and did, right, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing you really need to know with NFTs is that that technology exists. So now take that idea and now apply it to whatever level of digital collectible you can think of and say that, all right, we are minting 50. The, this artist is is saying that they're going to mint 50 of whatever for, for, for Brian. Brian is going to mint 50 gifts of that time that he shot himself in the mouth with the Nerf dart gun oh, that was a good and yeah. fell over. <laughs> right. right. Okay. Okay. But and now, and, 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 uh, they'll be special because, like, uh, they'll have like a the more you know signature no, at the bottom. Nothing. No, oh, nothing. Wait. Literally just. But but just there's already a, bi- that. a billion of them out there right now. That's and, right. and, That's right. and yes, correct. <laughs> only fifty of them will have that blockchain technology for which you are able to say this is the one of one or one of 50. This is two of 50. This is three of 50 and so on and so on. So yes, you can see that GIF wherever you want, but because of the NFT and the blockchain, you don't really, you will know that you purchased the one of the 50. And it is is like, because it's ordered like, like any kind of baseball card or anything like that. uh, You can prove relative to the others that you sold that there are are ones that are more highly valued than anything. Only think of NFTs as as or the blockchain as like the cardboard or 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 the foil for which just denotes the fact that it is a thing and it was produced by the 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 production house that put it out into the world. It, that's it is, that's the only thing you need to realize. It, it's like the fine art market, but now the it's digital in, in digital goods instead of paintings and sculptures. Uh, I mean, you say the fine art market. The first thing I think of is the International Star Registry, where they promote yes. themselves. I, as yeah, being I, I also the, agree. The authority. That, that okay, is what okay, a lot okay, is going okay. on. Is okay, like yeah, people yeah. stealing. Hey, wanna buy a star? Sure. Wanna buy the oh. pop tart cat? Actually, the pop tart cat guy did 
put it, make he, he officially make, make one. NFTs, but a yeah. lot of the memes, you can go buy memes, and some of them are not. That's the thing is you can you can say this person is is selling you this thing, but there's still not any authenticity of like, are you allowed to sell this thing? What do you actually get out of this thing? Um, the big the big one has been uh, top top shots. Is that what it's called? The uh, top shot is yeah, that was uh, sanctioned by the NBA. And they are selling moments from, I believe, this season only. And not everybody, not every season or not everything is great, but uh, you do get the fact that, uh, all right, well, if I'm going to buy this uh, uh, person who's uh, been okay uh, and it's in, in the uh, you know, low 25s of a 500 uh, you know, a 500 NFT run, then I know that I'm going to be able to sell it in the way that you would a baseball card or a basketball card going forward. The, the reason why this is taking off now is because all collectibles have exploded during the pandemic. People, people sat in their apartments and they were like, what the hell am I going to do with all this time? And they, they, they felt nostalgic for their childhood and they decided to fill out those Pokemon card uh, uh, collections. They decided to um, to do you know uh, basketball cards and football cards and 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 stuff like that. And so this is you know a digital version of that idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that's kind of a good overview. Would would you say, Andrew? Yeah, I'm just listening because I'm fascinated. I I don't have a take. I, I have. I actually had a conversation last night on Twitter with all people, but Rony Abramowitz, creator of Magic Leap, about this because he tweeted something. I responded, and he tweeted back to me, and I, I don't, I can't predict when you're talking about things that aren't uh, because it's literally non fungible. When you talk about, you know, the idea, uh, and, and it's a thing with doesn't really have intrinsic value because like the Top Shots things are fascinating because like. Would you like to own, you know, this, you know, clip of, you know, LeBron James making a dunk? I'm like, yeah, well, you don't really own it. You can't license this or sell it. You just, you just own this. You're the first person. You have a trading card that is digital. And so uh, yeah, let me finish. Yes. Yeah. I get the fact that the NBA says, yes, you have this. Like, then Mm -hmm. it's like, well, yeah, that is, that, that is, that is. To people, there's a value there. There absolutely is a value there because that authenticity, the people who can assign the rights and can you can say this like, yeah, it's why, you know, you could in a perfectly rational, cold economist world, trading cards wouldn't exist. You know, all these yeah. other everybody and you would and brands like Gucci wouldn't exist either. But the reality is that these things are worth hundreds of billions of dollars and that they have tremendous amount of value to people, you know, autographs, you know, et cetera. So like. I the rational part of me goes about way. I'm like, well, there's a big part of the world that doesn't follow the way you think things should behave, Andrew. So fascinating. And 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 the other thing is that it solves a market efficiency in collectibles or market inefficiency in collectibles where uh you have to find out whether or not this collectible was kept in the right amount of shape. You have to authenticate it to make sure that it's not a fraud in the autographs market fraudulent autographs are like rampant right so that mm-hmm. that that's a problem here you can buy and sell these things like their stocks through their own internal system and you have 
the blockchain to back up the fact that, okay, this was purchased here. It was sold to there and you would know the prices on, on all of them. And so now for people who want a more, uh, a, a, a quicker back and forth in a collectibles market, they, that they enjoy doing that. Now it, it solves that kind of market inefficiency for super buyers and sellers. I think I think the problem we're going to see the collapse we're going to I think it has a long term value. The collapse we're going to see is the 1990s Marvel DC all that comic book covers and the special editions where they said, "Oh, we can make money." Well, great. Well, now we'll do the 10th special edition. We'll do all these things, and that kind of almost destroyed the comic book industry because they just kept producing all these new things that they could. Oh, we can we're selling these video clips, but let's sell this other thing now. Let's sell the still. Let's sell this. Let's over, sell that. Over exploiting the market. Yeah. So here's one way I could see things really having having explosive value. Um, uh, for, uh, for example, and and I, I I wish I could come up with a non politicized version of this, uh, but 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 I can't summon one fast enough. But but like um, uh, uh, there are allegedly clips of of Donald Trump saying. Uh, uh, distasteful things on The Apprentice. There are companies that own all of those clips. There are clip. Uh, there are clauses that say if this ever gets released, then you're you're in breach of contract, and that's a million dollars or whatever. Um, but if you released a hundred second, or let's say a two hundred second, particularly juicy behind the scenes moment. And you sold it two seconds at a time, each one uh, uh, authenticated, uh, uh, and 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 like like anybody right now can use deep fake technology to make, uh, uh, you know, Donald Trump be saying whatever terrible thing they want. But the idea that this is a traceable blockchain uh, 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 has a, has a provenance that that can be traced all the way back to the source. Well. Like, uh-huh. Like selling that off two seconds at a time uh, uh, could suddenly become was like, well, yeah, we're going to we're going to pay the million dollar penalty and we're going to make 80 million dollars on selling all of these. two second uh, clips. OK, so now, yeah, you're you're you're, uh-huh. you're you're trying to figure out how to get beyond whatever, you know, if, if, if Mark Burnett and Donald Trump had a falling out and now Mark Burnett wanted let's imagine that he was strapped for cash and and couldn't handle paying lawyers or whatever and wanted to make it a one-for-one money transaction that actually made cash for him. And and, that that, that would would be a way to do it. Let's say somebody with a cell phone was at the right place at the right time. Like basically you're selling true news in a world where anything could be faked. Well, you suddenly, if you got, if you got the best shot mm -hmm. of again, terrible thing. I I can't come up with anything better. You know, the, uh, uh, plane one colliding with the world. Goodness gracious. Jesus Christ Christ. almighty. Uh, No, nothing. Part, part part of the, uh, part of the issue that I've seen with NFTs is when it's, when you have an item in the system, real quick time out two out of three of you guys just assume that, 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 that my, my, my heart shouts, 
I'm happy about this and we're no! profiteering is the future of NFTs. No, I'm not, no, I'm <laughs> Just, not saying that you're happy about this. I'm saying nothing. You couldn't give any example of news of, of any, any moment of sorry, news sorry. ever. Okay. Uh, you want to try to top that? What's a news moment where it was more this important is, than ever to know the authenticity and, and, and but have that's, the right shot at the right okay. time? A, this is not de-escalating. And B, this, this, this <laughs> leads into something that I'm, I want to say is that just because you have an item in this system doesn't necessarily mean that it is true or has any sort of authenticity. You can only yeah. show that who is the seller and who are the various buyers. So, correct. And also, this is my last button in an amount. Like, like uh, there'll be some version of Sotheby's, somebody who is in the business of verifying. We know this is authentic. That's why there's only twenty of them. They're being split into two second chunks, and now they're up for auction. Okay. Well, All that's right. what you're seeing is companies come out to do that. Chris Christie's, yeah. Christie's is that. already doing that. Oh, really? Already doing yes. it. Yes. Yes. Christie's is already uh, uh, in the NFT game. They have uh, presided over some of the biggest sales, and they are they are not the, uh, an authentication agent. Um, Brian, you have kind of taken the conversation sort of like two steps beyond the uh, uh, kind of like basic understanding of it, and and you are saying like, all right, is there a way that you can totally reshape the concept of news, right? Like in now, instead of a, like now what we think of as like buying the newspaper for posterity or buying some element of, of things for, for posterity. Now, could you really have that on a digital level? And then on a more granular concept, could you own a part of a major gigantic news story? And that could be your own collectibles market. Um, that, 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 that is a fascinating idea but i would encourage people to just if you are if you if you have no idea what this stuff means at all then just think of them like it's not like you're selling the news itself you are buying the collectible trading card version of the news you don't right. own the rights right you don't own anything in the same way that when you buy a lebron james rookie card you can't then go print up t-shirts with the LeBron James rookie card art on it. You don't own that photo. You don't own his likeness rights. You own a card with that picture printed on it. Oh, that's and, and in a lot of like, cases... Uh, huh? uh, oh, sorry. If, if I'm right in reading that, it's the difference between uh, you could take a picture of anything and claim it's a piece of the Berlin Wall, but uh, if you actually own one particular piece of the Berlin Wall then you could take those as many pictures from as many different angles as you want. It's a, it's an actual asset uh, because you know, you're the only one that owns that piece of the Berlin wall. Um, no, I mean the, the NFTs in these case would be the pictures you're making of the Berlin wall. Like you are, you are selling the picture. They don't own, they don't own your piece yeah. of the Berlin like, wall. They don't own the right to reproduce it. They don't even really own the photo. What they own is the file a that digital. you sold them a, a file yeah. that's that's all they get it's like uh it, I, I believe like grimes was selling uh offering music and video gift things on on nft uh and my understanding from that transaction is you don't own the song you know you don't know the copyright or the master tapes or any of the rights to it you have a token that says i'm the person who owns the digital the digital signal of this music clip and yeah, in like, a lot like, of cases, it, it, there's it's not even like 
say exclusive. It's not like you're buying the Wu-Tang album and you're choosing what to do with it. A lot of this is here are some gifts or like in the top shop, here are videos that anybody with OBS or XSplit can, can copy. And, and, and totally understood that that's where we're at now. But I'm, I'm fascinated with the version where the Wu-Tang album, uh, there are 25 variations with digital signatures. So uh, you will know which of the 25 instances are out there you can reproduce it you could sell it you could stream it you could do whatever but but we'll know where it all came from and then uh, I, I i i don't know there, there's something about that authenticity uh uh provenance that i think is 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 really really powerful uh, that is it is a fascinating idea that you you could be a band and say yeah we're gonna have we're gonna sell fifty thousand authenticated copies and People out there might buy the pirated ones or whatever, but to have a collection of the authentic copies will have value, even though it is the same thing, plays the same, everything else about it is the same. But, you know, the same reason somebody gets a tattoo or wants to say, I am a real fan and I support a thing. You know, the comment I made to Bromwitz was that, like, it'll be very interesting because, like, a lot of the reasons people use their hatred of the of the record labels is an excuse for piracy is one of the reasons to do piracy like ah well the record labels screw people over so i'm just going to download this well you're kind of screwing over the band too but whatevs um here when it's more tied directly to the creator and there will be middle people but the middle people are invisible and the middle people are just more the authenticator then the idea is like no i really support this band i will buy their music and here's the proof that i have it and then if i want to sell this special edition later on i can do that well and this by the way kings of leon already doing this kings of leon with their most oh, recent yeah, album I know a number of, is yeah yeah the, a problem of which companies about like making music and stuff that's for this like yeah that's it's all so over yeah two two quick thoughts one we already have a case where uh, number one uh this is a simple middle road for somebody like uh chance the rapper who was famous for never selling his music full stop like like just everybody take everything i'll make it at concerts and merch or whatever uh yeah. now there is until a, until until he did well, correct, but but yeah. but but again, now all of a sudden there's an easier middle ground of uh, we're going to do a run of this many uh, authentic albums or whatever. But then also, imagine what happens when when dance clubs, when uh, streaming channels, when 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 uh, uh, Twitch and so on, like hey, we are a NFT only shop. If you if you can't prove the provenance of what you're playing, you don't get to do it here. Well, My, I mean, I, 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 I think we're, we're we're getting into this idea of of authentication and uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, proving that you own it uh, uh, in in a more retail sort of way, and maybe that is eventually where we get to. Uh, the market that exists now is purely on a collectible level, sure. and so like what what I think is kind of interesting as we're talking through this, it's like we've spent a lot of time on this show uh, and, and in our careers talking about monetizing audiences that are sometimes very big and you have a lot of options on big audiences and sometimes very small Patreon changed the game in doing that. But if you've got a small audience and all of a sudden you're a podcast and you're like, Hey, uh, I'm doing, you know, uh, uh, three NFTs of each podcast episode that we do. You can own your collectible of that favorite podcast episode. And now you guys can trade amongst each other, uh, you know, by creating this verifiable offered by the creators uh, 
artifact. Like that's that now just what what this opens up is the realm of digital collectibles and, and, on, and on a level that we've never really seen it before. I, I, I assume that baked into NFTs is a complete uh, aftermarket experience that the creator either can or cannot participate in. Uh, based on their wishes, like like like, creator gets a taste of every trade afterwards, or you creator, can, uh, you can, or the creator is like, do whatever you want, bid it up. Uh, let's let's like again back to the um, uh, uh, the actual clip at the moment. Like it's like, hey, we are now announcing we're going to scrub from the internet. We're going to make copyright takedown notifications everywhere it's seen. There's one clip that we own and it's Brian pretend, you know, stuffing a Nerf gun in his mouth. And uh, we have the rights to remove it from any reputable site anywhere. Uh, uh, but if you buy the token, you can do whatever you want with but, it. But don't even think about it like you're ex the, 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 this is exclusionary and now you're bully and now you're trying to rip it down the, the 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 real kind of like next level idea is that how do you create scarcity in a world of abundance right right you don't try to then make it more scarce we've been trying to make things more scarce so you can enforce value for since the beginning of the internet and it's a loser's game we've watched it over and over again right uh now Sure, there's a billion different gifts, but there's only one that's been blessed. Right. And that's what matters. Right. It doesn't matter if, if it's everywhere else. It doesn't matter if you even have the ability to put it wherever you want. You don't want to put it wherever you want. You want to keep it for yourself and then maybe find some keychain that, that can exclusively show NFTs or something like that that can authenticate them so you can have some sort of element to it. But this is not about you getting the only one it's about you getting the one that's been blessed right and and i suppose it's it's interesting because i'm thinking back to all of the proxies we've attempted to put together to compensate for this this uh, this lack of technology beforehand for example um uh, in 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 a time where uh, some people knew me from magic. Some people knew me from scam school. A few knew me from, you know, TV. Uh, uh, the only people I would care about would, would be people flashing our gang sign. And it's like, I suddenly knew something real and true. Like the only way you got to our gang sign was by going through the gauntlet of, of riding the wave of, of BB live show, NSFW and night attack. Um, and now that could be digitally signed so like if i get an email from someone who says i've been following you ever since blank in fact i am one of three owners of this one clip and then i see some kind of digital signature i'm just like this person has my full attention right now uh and, and yeah. what, uh, what can i do for you a hundred percent i think and and that's and that's something where uh where we're just in in a lot of ways, as soon as I kind of crocked the idea of NFTs, I'm like, oh, wow, it's kind of odd that we're sort of just getting here. I guess this is one of the, the, the pandemic things where it's like collectibles got super hot and everybody's in, in is sufficiently online for this to kind of get a, a level of critical mass. And then, of course, the thing that's driving the coverage is the fact that, you know, some of these things are selling for some ridiculous amount of money by, uh, but being bought by other companies heavily invested in NF NFTs taking off too. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, and, and, and I don't 
I'm not here to vouch for the current market. <laughs> like yeah, I have no I idea where this goes. Uh, but I do think that like, hell, just even look for the, the, the stuff that we do. Like if, if, you know, Andrew sells a, a, a first draft or, or a copy of one of uh, his, you know, one of, one of the books that, that, that's, that's uh, so funny uh, you that still you have that. full rights to, right? Like, uh, uh, at, or, or we do clips from uh, night attack or, or, or anything else that we own all the, all the full rights to, I don't know if it would have, you know, a billion or a million or whatever these, some of these gaudy figures are, but like, will super fans who will, will there be super fans that are sufficiently online and have their worth and have a, a sense of worth to a digital file? Would they want that as well, opposed to not wanting it. So I, I say maybe I, I, I say a hundred percent. Yes. And we've already seen it in the bootleg tape market of, you know, the seventies and eighties and so on. For example, like the idea of an album is going to come out on Thursday and there'll be some minor tweaks to it between now Monday and, and Thursday when it comes out, when it comes out, you'll be able to get it for free ad supported, or maybe you are paying for a service or maybe you bought the album, you, whatever it is, you'll get the final one. But if you want one of 20 of the last minute, very few changes are going to be made. It's pretty much the full album. We're almost there and it's Monday. We're going to make this available. And, and, and that idea of, the artist being able to get to get a take uh, to get a taste of all the trades afterwards is fascinating because usually when you make a change before release, it's because it's something that you're embarrassed of or worried about, or you don't think is going to play, but for some reason becomes very, very special to people. And the idea that down the road, it's like, Oh my God. I, I mean, um, God, I'm just going to be king of the terrible oh, uh, no. analysis. No, uh, no. Uh, the Black Eyed Peas released a song. Uh, most people uh, know it oh by one God. name and not the other. <laughs> right. Uh, so imagine if the 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 first one, which by the way was in the movie Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Uh, 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 imagine if that one was a, an NFT okay. and just everyone knew the other one. I mean, look, I, I think that you are you're on the right track, but I still think you're gilding the lily. The okay. point is not that it has to have that special thing to it. The point is that it's just the blessed one. Like, like you are still thinking in a world where, oh, well, well, this is valuable because it's the misprinted Mickey Mantle. And that's what that's what sets it apart. That this is not you don't need that. It's not even that. This is you, you, it's, well, I mean, maybe, maybe it will down the line, right? Maybe this is the, the another permutation on it, but that is, that is a, a relic of physical thinking in, uh, in a imagine, way that. Imagine I wanted to build a media like streaming audio empire and I wanted to provide people the ability to buy physical pieces of it, but I was afraid that it might fall apart at one point and I might have to demolish the building that it's set in. Sorry, mm -hmm. hold on. Let me, uh, I, I, I'm uh. sweating a little bit. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna use my, my sweat brick pad. shaped, <laughs> brick shaped uh, pad. But it, but Sorry, like, you, you were saying. About, uh, I think it's like kind of like like uh, I wasn't speaking to me. It's like if it's something else that did this, but like you know, 
a virtual brick, if you will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a virtual brick. <laughs> you can't use it. Doesn't do anything for you. But I got to say, hey, I own a virtual brick. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I I've got um, uh, a, a thought about this and I'll, we'll see what you guys think about it. But I, I, I think the the mechanisms and the ideas behind NFTs make sense, right? Like, um, I think the value of having, uh, you know, saying, okay, this good is traceable back to this original source, um, I think is, is a very valuable technology. I also don't know that it needs to be attached to cryptocurrency. Like, no, I think that's I, what does it. But it, I, it's, but, it's, it's I mean, the blockchain. But uh, the, yes, the blockchain, but not necessarily crypto. a cryptocurrency. I, 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 like, I, I, like if we're if we're saying that okay, this kind of well, I guess we haven't said that. But if if the idea is okay, maybe this kind of democratizes or sets a good standard for digital art or digital collectibles um, in the future. Then having it only accessible via cryptocurrency with with itself well, its own wildly fluctuating yeah, value. Yeah, but like Ethereum. It's ba- most of them are based on Ethereum, and Ethereum's a thing. It's there. It's established. You don't have to rebuild this entire infrastructure for signing and stuff. And stuff. Ethereum exists, and mm-hmm. I think that's the advantage of it is that otherwise you have to build this third-party system for authentication that everybody believes in where Ethereum is there. It exists. And so you can say, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll tie it to that. I, um, I, I just think that that's a, that's a big barrier to entry to to a, a portion of oh, to a part oh, of the population totally. and i and i also think that th- there's probably a conversation better had certainly by people who i i don't know enough ab- about it but i think in terms of the environmental impact of cryptocurrencies oh. um it, it, that that seems like a tough thing to keep this all afloat uh, as well I, I i hear you that's been my biggest criticism about bitcoin is that it is extremely damaging to the environment when you look at the amount of energy it takes to produce it and it's 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 absurd and it's one of the things that people involved in kind of hand wave away um but coinbase you know is a company that's got this crazy huge valuation now because their whole idea is like well, let's simplify this. Like, let's, you know, like if you build a system where if you go, you can buy this points now, if you want to go buy one of these Top Shots things, I don't even, I'm not even aware if, you know, you're using real dollars. I just go use real dollars and I've bought this thing and there might be, you know, I don't know if they're using Ethereum, but there's this basis by which it's established and that becomes sort of invisible to people who don't care or know. So one of the things that we did in the mystery box campaign for Mono Rogue is we had a USB drive that had on it three lost episodes of uh, the modern road. These were episodes where we got like 80% of the way there and we got up to the point where we say out loud, yeah, we'll just do that and follow it up. And then it's like, you know, narrator voice. They didn't, you know, yeah. and it's like uh, fully edited most of episodes or whatever. And it's like, uh, those are not going to be very valuable for us to put on our channel we might be able to get something out of them by putting them on the scam stuff channel or whatever. However, when you're buying a mystery box and one of the mysteries that you get is along with a whole bunch of other stuff, stuff that, that, that wouldn't have intrinsic value to other people. For example, the complete pitch document for the show that became hacking the system. Like you get all 12 pages of, of how we spelled everything out on there. Um, all of those things, uh, the, the only way like if, if, if you're blindly spending money and what you want is surprises and delights, then that's a fine way to do it. But then all of a sudden it occurs to me, 
that an incomplete episode you could sell as is like, Hey, this was meant to be a teacup, but it's got a giant crack down it. Probably not very good for holding tea. Uh, would you like to buy it? There's only five of them or however. But many. let me, let me, let me, let me again. Cause you're thinking about the, 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 the old model. Of, well, I'm thinking about collect I, I, collectibles, like people. Sure. Who are exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But what would you more like a reminder and memento of uh, the episode that was not released? That might be there for some people, right? But also what this offers is like, oh, no, I want to buy the the Harmontown episode I listened to when I found out I was getting my job promotion. And now I always remember that one joke. The first time that they sang this song that I remembered, I just want to have that memento. Like yeah, I want to have the jokes. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. The that, bits that the I bits. own this commemorative or, or, gif of this episode. That's interesting. So, so then what you're really buying is so, so right now, let's say it's somebody, commemorative plates, it's commemorative plates. Well, that's not a bad way to put it. So yes. right now, right now, the only model, let's say what I really want is all of the Dan Harmon freestyle raps. Uh, I want nothing else from the hundreds of episodes over the sure. last 10 plus years. Um, yeah. And, in fact, do me a favor and cut off the dumb parts on there. Right now, the only option someone has is to do it as a labor of love and then release it for free. But now, uh, in partnership with Harmontown or whatever, they could make this mega mix and, and say, I would like to do a release of your own content Brian, in partnership with it you. It's simpler. Literally, I own, you own the YouTube timestamp from here to here. There does not have to be an exchange of files or goods. It's literally in this. from this I, second I, to this but, second. I mean, and, it can't. I, maybe, I think what maybe, you're trying to say is that yes, it would be cool to do that also. What exactly? I, I think. I think my desire is to constantly figure out how to add value. And what I'm hearing yes. from all three of you is That's the problem. You Collectible the problem. Market, market does not need to do that. You're trying to add value. We don't need to because it's intrinsically there. Yeah, yeah. And 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 if anything, now you as a a a a fan of Harmontown with disposable income can now hunt down all of the freestyle raps that you think are the best to complete your, an NFT collection that you care about mm -hmm. that, that that's why it's worthwhile. Okay, so okay, the okay. idea of them making a new thing is unnecessary. I think I almost have it. <laughs> yeah. I think you do have it. I no, no, think no, you're no, just coming no, up yeah. with new yeah. ideas. Okay, that okay, okay. We keep so, saying so, you don't need to My last metaphor, my last metaphor. Imagine uh, John F. Kennedy rolling down <laughs> Dallas Dealey Plaza. I was going to say I ran a, a triathlon. I ran Contra. Oh, what? I, 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 I did a triathlon and people took pictures as I crossed the finish line. Yeah. And they said, would you like to pay us $50 for this picture of you crossing the finish line? Sure. Uh, and I said, I said, yes. And uh, likewise, uh, uh, and, and they added no value outside of just being there and letting me have it. Um, yes. So yeah. Okay. That's value. Yeah. I mean, they, that so, again, yeah. that's, that's them. That's you, someone making then, something. Then I added value. Okay. Be because <laughs> ultimately what NFTs are now is someone saying, would you like to own what your place was in the, the race? And you would get a token, you know, a, a virtual coin that says Brian owns coming in third place yeah. in the triathlon. Not, yeah. e not yeah. even Thank necessary. you for putting me in. I almost said 50th. I almost uh, said 50th, uh, and I thought uh, Even he that would have been kind. Okay. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, so it's, it I, it's, it's very strange because it, it, it's, it's like 
I, I think it does mirror a lot of the way the fine art world is, where the value is just what people place on it, and and yep. just all of the stories and behind behind these Beanie things. Babies. And they and it's very different from commercial art, which is meant to be at a cons- more meant to be at a consumer price point, aesthetics and 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 whatnot. Um, I I I wonder how. I wonder how this ends up shaking out because a lot of the stuff like it, it, it this is not how consumers are, con- how consumers consume things digitally, right? What they're selling yeah. is basically gifts and anyone with very, with free, very popular software can just copy a GIF. You can just right click on, on a GIF. And, and so in, 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 I, I'm interested in seeing how this all shakes out from the everyday consumer who NFTs ultimately are not really for, I think, and kind of the collectibles or fine fans. art market and yeah. hardcore okay. fans yeah. are you ready and collectibles. I got, yeah. I got i got one last business plan okay ford no. theater <laughs> the uh the gop can have this the dems can have it the libertarian party can have it the green party can have it mm-hmm. a market for deleted tweets but then, I mean, then, then you get an ownership. Who well, does Twitter's is Twitter selling them? Who can own? Sorry, technically, I mean, if you're are, talking about authenticity, verified screen caps of tweets before they got deleted from the enemy. So it's like if if you're on Team Purple and somebody on Team Green says something that they don't like, uh, and somebody grabbed a screen grab of it and now it's gone or whatever, you can own one of 50 copies of that those words that they can mm-hmm. never unsay of those things uh, of those things that can't take okay. i guess realistically but, yeah. you wouldn't want there and to be a paper be, trail of who is selling and who is buying those things what, what, what you would be supporting your purple team in this scenario the idea your purple, is you but, would be selling purple team sells the deleted tweets opposition of green opposition research so you are selling opposition research to the masses. Exactly. I, I think again, it's a paper it. trail. I'm That's a paper trail. You are well, you are outside you, of that. every in, 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 in every moment I'm like, Brian, take a picture of your face and sell it. And you're like, all right, but what if I'm what, what if I made I a funny face? And I, only, and I was, and I I was deleted doing it and I was shaking it. my face <laughs> and I'm like, no, just yeah. Yeah, what if I delete it? What if I take my phone, I bury it in the ground, and I never look at it for 50 years, and then I dig it up and I sell it then? No, literally just a selfie. It's it, it's on the file side that that things are that things are are are, are are distinguished. And if anything, what's the two things are fascinating about it. Number one, now the mundane becomes precious because you are able to codify the the amount of those that you are deciding to mint the other thing is that bryce compared to your fine art world in the realm of physical goods the size of your community is you know, limiting right here if you've got let's say a a relatively small uh comparatively like podcast fandom and this thing is and and uh, uh, people are just gathering things for a dollar, two dollars, but it happens every week. And there's people that really, really want them. That's like uh, the the size of the market for the collectibles can be a lot smaller, like mm. than 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 it is otherwise because it's it's quick, it's easy. They don't have to go through authentication because they're already a- a- authenticated. Mm. Like like the overhead on mm-hmm. on price from every side except for who's buying it is virtually nil. I I think the authentication thing will 
will be more of an issue. I, I, I think some of the some of the big pushes that we've seen with NFTs are from people who say that they own a picture or a meme or whatever. And I and I think I think in terms of like the actual legality, it, it, it's it would be very. You're either buying something that's worth nothing and it doesn't matter who sells this meme or you're selling something that has has uh, outside of uh, of a, a collector's oh, so you're, value. You're contr- saying in ter- in ter- I think there's you could legally be like, can you actually sell this picture you didn't take? So, all right. Yeah. You're saying on the side of the people that are minting the NFTs, like, for example, right. if, if, if we did want to sell, we'd actually now I'm actually wondering whether or not exactly where it. it like, what was the time that you shot the dart into your mouth? Was that on a pre-show or on the show an or after an after show? show? Because it was an old NSFW. It was, yeah, it was, it was on an after, an after show. show. I wonder. I wonder who would exactly, in a court of law, own right. that uh, uh, clip. There's uh, there's a website but, where you where you can take uh, you put in a Twitter URL, uh, put a URL of a tweet, and it'll generate an NFT for you. But I don't think that you own your tweets in any way that that so service that, yeah. could make a token for you, or that you could sell or make a transaction on that. Unless these things are absolutely no value. That 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 is an element of 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 Wild West that we are we are going to see hashed out, right? So yeah. like we are we are for the sake of this argument, talking about things that we would be fairly clear like we own this that's happening right now yeah the the initial nft conversation from weird things we could create an nft of and uh, uh that would be a, a a thing a thing that would go out there we would know we own every stitch of it and 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 that i think is what's fascinating i mean the to me you the only way that you are negative on NFTs is if you believe the concept of a digital collectible is not something that will work. Hmm. Well, I, I think I would say that you're going to have, there, there's going to be a market for part of the things that keep a lot of the virtual currencies going is the fact that there's a lot of gray money, you know, gambling and et cetera stuff in there that can't really leave the system, right? You know, you don't want to pull it out of the system because of taxation, because of other things. Black money, too, as far as drugs, other stuff like there's a lot of money in the system. There's a lot of money that's the moment you it's kind of like the Japanese economy right now. You don't want to start selling stuff off these things and have it be devalued. So there's always going to be a certain amount of money within the system. NFTs are another way to diversify that. And I think that's a lot of what we've seen, some of the value and some of the higher and big profile things. Where either t- people trying to pump up the NFT NFT system because of things made behind the, you know, behind the scenes to sort of create newsworthy items people with a lot of virtual currencies trying to diversify. Uh, I think that my bet would be you're going to go through the bubble. The bubble's predictable because people are going to try to make NFTs of everything. And then people are like, oh, I like this. I'm going to buy this. And they're going to sit around and realize nobody else wants this thing. What's the value? And maybe you hold on to it. But in the wrong run, you're going to be less enthusiastic, less enthusiastic to buy things. But in any area where people are gambling a lot, i.e. sports, I do think that stuff is going to have a longer-term value as NFTs because I do see people people spend billions of dollars gambling on sports books, wedging, you know, wed- you know, making wagers and stuff. They're invested in that world. And so sports, that's why anything people gamble on sports, their sports memorabilia and gambling go hand in hand. So I think that I, if I you're to predict what's going to last. To, uh, like, uh, you know, people pay a lot of money for the original first draft script script of a thing that became a thing or whatever like as as a speculation of like i i enjoy 
you know, this, I, I, I see a lot of great things coming from this author, JK Rowling. I'm sure she'll never get canceled. Uh, uh, and then you, 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 you buy a digital, one of the first 50 copies of, uh, of, of, of the, the proto Harry Potter books. Maybe I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what the market's really like for Potter merchant for Potter. I mean, there is a obvious market for Potter merchandise and stuff, but I don't know what the secondary market is for memorabilia. And like, I don't, I don't know what that is, but I know like sports is evergreen because you get people obsessed and the amount of money they pay into it. And they, you know, there are people that spend large amounts of their income watching sports games, betting on them and other stuff. So I could see that market going through fluctuations, but being big, but being big, like, but I, I want, I want an original copy of Harry Potter, not an NFT of a thing that was a print thing. Maybe. I mean, and, and the question is the, you know, the market will decide the fandom market will decide, but a lot of people with the NBA top shot thing, uh, collectible wise, why people are getting into that is because these are just clips and the benefit of just a clip is that same clip was seen in America the way it was in China, where there are more NBA fans than there are citizens of the United States. Mm. <laughs> so now you're not you're not worried about regionalizing buying an NBA card that's going to be in English as opposed to whatever the Chinese equivalent would be. Now, if somebody is somebody wants to be in on buying that and doesn't matter what language they 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 speak that's going to mean the exact same thing because it's just a gift here's here's the other thing is at some point maybe maybe we're all sitting in the tgi fridays uh, inside the orleans uh in over my shoulder i'm seeing bryce watch uh, the ducks play mm -hmm. and there was a particularly moving moment and i saw it really affected him or whatever uh i i could totally see myself like, hey man, what's what's a fun, you know, I don't know, fifty dollar birthday gift? Hey, I got you an NFT. To this is the moment, and I'm giving it to you because it clearly was such a moment for you, and I really enjoyed how much joy you got in that moment. I don't understand because it, but, Bryce but Bryce often <laughs> gets very emotional watching Oregon Ducks football, and Look, and and that's it. And I, that mean, was I mean, I mean. I mean uh, no, for real. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's okay, okay. I thought I, I thought you were setting me up for something. <laughs> no, no, no. Here. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. I mean, I think it's like what what would be what would matter more? A a, a a an NFT of that moment that lets somebody know, oh, you remember that moment, like, oh, remember how fun that was? That's an emotional moment, or well, or, or fifty dollars to Amazon. Well, and, and imagine imagine some MCU movie ends and we happen to have seen it together. And then maybe maybe it sparks a like a thirty minute uh, argument or discussion or breakthrough moment, whatever it is. It means something special to uh, let's say the four of us, right? Um, I could totally see buying as a gift, like just here's the thing in a limited form, and now we have it. And and however you visit it, you, you, what we're really visiting is that moment and that discussion that that we had for thirty minutes after that movie. I mean, it, it, and uh, like, yes. And also, yes. I mean, yes, basically. Right. I, th I think that's, that's where, you know, if you are, if, if we're looking at like the collectible or gift market, right, that's something where no one's going to make a trading card of that 
mid-season Pac-12 game from two years ago. Um, but it would be well, relatively easier to to make a clip, uh, a digital clip. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think that's where it's heading. I think that as a game is going on, you're going to watch people bidding on stuff, on shots and stuff, and bidding to buy the thing after in the heat of it. How long oh, 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 and pre-buying like 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 oh imagine this like like uh, 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 that touchdown NBA just finals, sold for it's like yeah. I will pre-buy there's only going to be 500 of them ever I will pre-buy the game winning shot of of this series so no matter what I will whether I'm a fan of the ones or the others yeah they get into crazy markets because like if you know uh if Tom Brady scores a first touchdown in this game, I will pay $10,000 for that NFT. Yep. Mm. You know, um, it gets crazy. Uh, oh, all of a sudden now I, there's betting markets on what the value of the NFT will be after. So you, they're not, not betting even, markets, Brian. They're sorry. just markets. Sorry. They're, they're markets. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. All markets are speculative. I gotcha. Okay. All right. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, and I would give you an example would be, remember we talked you know, about the star registry, right? You know, like how that, the bulls, the BS international star registry, NASA does the international star registry or the international astronomical, some body that we recognize as being real and authentic. It's a different market. Cause then we go, well, NASA authenticated, but even, even that international star registry being a BS thing that it is people still buy stars. People still buy them. Uh, I, I I might have bought one recently. What would you like one? I'll yeah, sell it I'll to you. Are they running out? I'll take one. Yeah. What's the value of it? Is it yeah. the only? Is it the That's only? That's what Mark Twain said. Previous? He said, "Buy a star. They're not making any more." <laughs> Turned out he was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what a moron! Idiot. Cool. Uh, Luana, do picks. I will say that I'm continuing to watch Cobra Kai. We're on season three. I remember having a conversation with one Andrew Maine where he was discussing some of the limitations of the budget of Cobra Kai season three. Uh, and while I am very much enjoying it, I, I've, I've enjoyed how much they have uh, steered into some of the soapier elements of its DNA in this third season. I think some of the independent movies that Andrew and I shot in the nineties had a more extensive location list than uh, what they have done for Cobra Kai season three. Like they are a few like pond five watermarks away from uh, <laughs> uh, just like, I mean, they, look, I, I, it, in a way I, I, I know this is coming off as, as caddy. I, I love the fact that on the budget that they are doing with the talent that they have, They've been able to tell a story that is a little bit more expansive than just like shooting in one apartment complex over and over and over again. Uh, but boy, do they make that dollar stretch so far that you could need mist coming off the screen. <laughs> I, yeah, my crit is you, you, it is like, it is like high school play level set design at points they're literally like we were just oh no they put a planter here this is a different location entirely <laughs> like there is and and it's like you're in an apartment like how come they don't have any deadbolts nobody has any deadbolts on these doors they're all interior do like it's 
I don't want to rip into it. I don't know the circumstances of it. The writing is really well done. Everybody has their best part. I'm assuming that like somebody embezzled all the money they had for art department props. And there are no people working that department because as a guy who worked on props on TV and film and had to pull things out of thin air, I'm like, this was solvable. This was solvable. Like this, this could, this doesn't have to be this way, <laughs> which uh, does, drives me crazy. Does watching season three take anything away from the first two seasons for you guys? No, no, I, no, it's great. I, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I think it's, look, there's I mean, a scene, it, there, there's a scene we saw last night where they've done a great job throughout this, the, the entire show of weaving back in. I love the fact that, that all of their flashbacks are just these karate kid clips. They play them so often, but it's, 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 I think it really does set a great model of like how to do a nostalgia based show and move it and move your story forward. Uh, but they, they get into a, a, they, they write themselves into this challenge where, a very beloved character has his final words from his deathbed read. And it is so over the top and so amazing. Like I, I was just, I was crying laughing while enjoying the fact that like it, this is the karate kid is universe. Is it like a CW level, like schlock? It's, it's Andrew almost, shook his head no a little bit. No, no, no. It's I think better. it is the writing. Okay. The writing's really competent. Like there, it does take a yeah. turn. The third season gets very much into the teen drama side of it. Like, yeah. like we we're we're in like some real teen soap territory. Mm. And, uh, and, and let's make a Vietnam movie in our backyard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's uh it's, it's there's there's the vietnam there's there's a character who is in vietnam and we get flashbacks and you're like it's literally like we went to your compound brian and we said <laughs> let's shoot a vietnam movie here uh okay, is yeah. that no, the no, bob's big boy in just the background here. there uh, is that a big donut it, you know it's funny a little no, we'll just put some bamboo over that <laughs> a little uh we're gonna little... go to home depot the garden center <laughs> we're gonna shoot we're gonna go to the home depot garden center buy everything we can and we're gonna shoot a vietnam scene <laughs> a little behind the scenes sauce uh we uh we shot a thing on how to make a, a particular type of tent uh and and it was so simple to make the tent that we decided like hey let's just pick one spot in the back of the acreage and just keep walking into it Hanna Barbera style, <laughs> no, because it would be, it would be kind of cute and funny within our context, and so there's definitely like four times we continue our conversation into the same spot. Okay. Um, other picks? Yeah, uh, we uh, we talked about uh, it in the pre-show uh, last week, uh, right before Night Attack. Um, uh, through Reddit, I stumbled across a bootleg. Uh, I need to go buy the actual book somewhere. It was published in 2008 um, by, I think we decided it was uh, Ukrainian, Croatian, uh, 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 Istanbul, oh. Turkey, Turkish, Turkish author. Um, uh, it's called All Tomorrows. And uh, imagine, imagine all the messed up uh, art of H.R. Geiger, only imagine he put in liner notes of explaining why each successively uh, more horrific uh, vision were increasingly awful perversions of actual human beings. 
So he posits that that humanity gets their act together, has kind of a golden age where they go and, and infect, a, 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 we spread out through our spiral arm of the Milky Way, and then sooner or later, uh, whoopsie doodle, turns out somebody else uh, uh, has intelligence and shows up, and they feel entitled and privileged and religiously thinks it's their mandate to just re-genetically re modify all possibly competing creatures to their whims. And there are some truly horrific visions of, uh, uh, for example, you know, they, um, uh, they, there is one, uh, one, one species is called the colonists because they had the tenacity, the audacity to stop the first two invasions by this alien species. Uh, and upon falling on the third, they were stitched together and given one eye and one mouth and a rudimentary connection via nerve endings so that for generations to come, they could, uh, they, they, they could uh, know exactly how bad they done effed up. Uh, likewise, there is another group that are called uh, Manzels, where they're fully conscious humans with human faces that lack hands. So for the next four million years, they, they develop an oral tradition where they sing mournful songs about their, their loss at the hands of these awful aliens until eventually evolutionary pressures dictate, well, you know what? Why are we wasting all this energy on brain power? Uh, the younger, dumber, faster breeding versions, well, uh, guess what? They eventually wipe out. That's how that thread ends. It's, it's insane. It's bonkers. It's Awful and haunting, and I loved it. Uh, all tomorrows. Did you now? Uh, I, I believe this is just you can just read it on. Like I, I've got the Wikipedia because they have linked to like a full PDF. Is that where where you read it? Did you buy it somewhere? Uh, I, I I want to buy it because uh, I want to support creators of all uh, uh, varieties. But but I definitely uh, th th there's both an HTML version out there and a uh, Google Drive, like, full PDF of it on there. But it looks like it's a Turkish artist, uh, uh, CM Kozman, uh, created it. Um, man, uh, uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, no, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. And, and it's haunting, and it'll stick with you. Cool. Uh, I, got a, uh, I got a pick here. Uh, I got a video game pick for you. I have been... Um uh, I, I've been playing this for a little for a little while now that the the PlayStation Five version of it has come out. Um, this is a, a new game from Sega and the uh, uh, the studio that makes the Yakuza games. They've got a new one uh, called Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is um, uh, very briefly the Yakuza games are slash were a series of fighting games. You would run around the streets of this fake. Uh, uh, a Japanese city and you would go and beat people up. I, the visuals are not maybe matching everything. Uh, like, yeah, let me get there. So you, they were a series of games where you would go around and you'd punch people and uh, 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 you would punch enough people until you won the game. Uh, and they're very cool crime dramas about kind of betrayal and uh, and uh, commitment to to these um, to these different clans of the, the Japanese mafia. Uh, they have a new game out now called Yakuza Like a Dragon, um, uh, which is takes that, uh, f takes that structure and the setting, right? It takes the idea of like kind of being in the crime family, kind of being away for a while, coming back, trying to figure out what's happening, but instead making it um, a turn-based role-playing game. 
So instead of you're still going around the streets of this fake uh, Yokohama city, uh, a new city for for the series, um, but instead of uh, of going into a fight and hitting buttons to punch and kick and stuff, uh, it is it, it's turn based. So you actually are. Uh, you and all of your friends are on the street and it's your turn and you choose attack and you pick attack or you choose a skill and you pick a skill and you choose your target. Um, and I think it's, it's, it, it doesn't sound like it would work because they seem like completely divergent genres. Yeah. It sounds a bit like the VAT system of fallout or, or, uh, tactics XCOM style or, uh yes, but it's also but it's presented it's presented and it's made to feel real time, right? So like while you're picking stuff, you and all of everyone in the fight is like kind of moving around the environment. And there's a little bit of timing where, you know, if if someone gets knocked down, if you can get another attack and while they're still down, you get a you kind of get a buff and um and it it, it ends up working really really well. I like the the Yakuza games cuz they've always managed to do two things, have a very interesting and relatively serious central story of hey crime family stuff i gotta figure out the crime family stuff and i gotta beat up all the right people all the right number of times um and then everything around it is a lot of the stuff that you see you know on social media and stuff all the goofy stuff all the goofy stuff lives around that story right you can go uh one of my favorite mini games is there's a theater and so you go and you sit and you uh watch a little bit of dialogue of these fake movies uh, and then you play a game where you have to stay awake through the movie by like hitting buttons to knock out these little sheep guys who appear next to you and you got to do them in time where they'll cast enough sleep spells and you got to uh um, amazing. you got to not hit the chickens because the chickens have uh symbols and they'll and they'll wake you up so uh, but i think i think it's a good game it works serious and silly it all works together cool cool yeah. Andrew's the one who had to uh, he had to get out of here for a meeting, so I guess that'll be it for this week. Uh, until next week, it's been weird. The Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.